0: A short podcast today as part of a series showing experiences to support our Adobe Partner Specialists on how to continually drive the right behaviours and activities to maximise opportunity for sales success I am Caroline Egan and today the title of our podcast is Are You Emotionally Connecting With Your Prospects? As humans, we make decisions every single day based on our emotions and not just on facts. I'm sure everyone listening today can relate to that. This is no different in the working world, and, and all business decisions are strongly influenced by emotions and how people feel. So, yeah, we all like data, facts, um, but we're also highly influenced by a gut feeling or how we feel about something or someone that we're engaging with. So, we wanted to discuss in our podcast today and explore the value of B2B sales storytelling and how. We all can use this in our approach to emotionally connect with our prospects and influence more effectively our target prospects. You know, and this can be done, you know, on a one-to-one basis if you're engaging with a prospect or perhaps even through one-to-many activities like webinars. So I think today there's some great learning experiences to be shared. And I'd really love to welcome two special guests that we have today. Joachim Back, um, Adobe Sales Specialist at TV sinex and Bart van der Veel from Adobe, who is the Head of Solutions Consulting and Tech Evangelism. Welcome, Bart. Welcome, Jochen. Thank you for joining me here today. Let me start by giving you an opportunity to introduce yourself, your roles, and perhaps a little bit about your background.
1: Thank you, Caroline. My name is Bart van der Veel. I work for Adobe. I've been with the company for about eight years now. Uh, my background is in graphic design, so I uh, used to be and Adobe customer myself. And um, like I said, I've been with the company for about eight years now, and I currently lead a team of solution consultants. Um, so these are technical specialists um, that directly talk to customers. And what we basically do is we try and solve business problems by uh, providing technical solutions. And for this, storytelling is really important for us because we have to try and make a connection with the customer. We have to try and understand their business and uh, try not to just simply be a a walking, talking, technical manual. Uh, We have to really (laughs) show that we understand the issues that the customer is dealing with and then provide a solution that doesn't just solve the issues they have today, but also the ones tomorrow. So scalability is very important for us.
0: That's great to hear. So obviously that direct engagement with, with customers out there on a daily basis. Joachim, let me give you the opportunity to introduce yourself.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Yuakim, and I've been in the IT industry for, well, almost uh, 30 years now. I have been having different kind of work roles, uh, all from uh, sales uh, manager to specialist as I am now, but also as a IT manager for quite big companies with 3,000 employees. So I, I actually have seen these kind of problems and challenges uh, from every ang- angle, I-, I would say. So that is also one of the things that I use in storytelling. Is also, of course, my own experience working with Adobe as a end cus- customer.
0: That that's great, and and we are absolutely going to be exploring a little bit more about that, Joachim, through the podcast today. Because as you say, you've got that great perspective of actually being sold to (laughs) as well Um, so you can relate to it relate to it in that in that way you both as I understand it have had some great success in in working to grow pipeline and, and win new opportunities by using b2b storytelling techniques you know and I think in many cases here ones that are very natural to you but before we go into a bit more detail about those techniques can you give me a quick view on what B2B storytelling means to you and how you would describe it to our audience, just so that everyone's on the same page. But let me start with you on that.
1: Yes, of course. So I think the main takeaway should be that you should have some sort of a a connection with, with the customer. And the only way to do that is by making clear to them that you properly understand their pain points, that you understand their situation, and then you work around that. The thing is, you have to realize that when, at least from my perspective, when you're a technical you know, sales specialist or a solution consultant or sales engineer or whichever role you might have, there's a really good chance that the customer already did the research online. So they looked up some data online about your product and service, but there's still a reason for them to ask you in and to have the conversation or to have this online chat with you. So what's the reason why? It's because they have questions. They want to tell their story and they want to give you the opportunity to tell your story. So if you can clearly articulate what their issues are or even expand on that, then that is going to create a sense of trust with the customer. And you can do that by basically telling a story and not bombarding them with, with data. So this means that if you have a way of um, replicating how they work um introducing some of the, the issues and pain points that they have um, and making sure that resonates well with the customer, then, like I said, they're going to have some sort of some degree of trust with you. So they will see you as more of a trusted advisor and not that commercial, you know, technical or salesperson that's, that's there just to basically sell you something. And that sometimes means that uh, you have to spend a bit more time with the customer and they should be willing to spend more time with you. And it gives you a good opportunity just to ask more questions and to just do more discovery and turn that into a a, a broader story. Now, this enables you to differentiate a little bit and to make sure that you are more than just a, a product. You're there just to talk about their problems. You're not there just to basically sell them something. So let me give you one quick example. So if I, if I have a question from customers, and this happened before, like if, if somebody approaches me and says, hey... Can we have a conversation, or can you please show me or demonstrate a specific functionality? I have two options. I can say, "Sure, I would love to do the demonstration. I'm really good at it. That's what I really enjoy in my role." Or I can simply say, well, "No, let's just have a conversation and talk about why you want me to have this demonstration. Like, what what problem do you think this is going to solve for you? Like, what are you hoping to get out of this?" And and there's a reason why. And sometimes the customer doesn't know what they want, and sometimes you to have to try and and offer them something that they don't necessarily think they want, but that they actually need. So that's a, Mm. it's a different type of conversation sometimes.
0: Yeah, you're opening up that, that's intelligent discovery, isn't it? You're effectively doing. Correct. Um, And it's something I totally agree with you is, um, is a very, very strong sales technique, but relates very well to the B2B sales storytelling by, because only by gathering that intelligence, can you really relate to their story and emotionally connect with them? So no, that's great to hear. Thank you, Bart. Joachim, anything you'd like to add to that?
2: I, I mean, from from my point of view, it's uh, Bart has already mentioned that, but it, it's trust. Uh, I mean, if you're going to gain some trust from from a customer, you really need to understand the brand, the industry that they are working in, and also their their problems and. Uh, Things like that. So, so for for me, example, if I take contact contact with a customer uh, by myself, uh, and the first thing I say is that the reason that I contact you is that you are in industry X, and I have seen a lot of equally companies that has faced problems that I think you maybe are facing too, and I we have a good solution for that because if you I. I mean, the end customer understand that you are trying to sell something to them. That is obvious. Yes. But you, you you have to really, really tell them why you are contacting them and why you think that you can add some value to them.
0: And how, I guess, you can make them a hero in their own story. Uh, how yeah. you can help them to achieve what they want to achieve. I mean, I think sometimes we often talk about feature, benefit and outcome. And, and I think... But you said it. Talking less about product and talking more about the outcome. And when you talk about product, you often talk about feature. You may then talk about a benefit. But what's the outcome that that's going to give that person? And I think that's really strongly where we're all saying is the emotional element comes in really well, because by showing them what the outcome is, you can show the emotion, the emotional connection of what that's going to mean to them, perhaps personally or in their role, or perhaps to their overall business
1: absolutely and I, I think this is it's I think the definition of success is different for everyone but maybe for a customer success might be solve a business issue it might be something that they want to achieve for their personal um, uh, personal gain or or status or, or title or growth or something they really want to succeed in or other types of objectives and like as, like as you mentioned like the whole concept of trust so there's a lot of data online as well about as you go into storytelling, instead of just doing a sales pitch, that there's a whole like neurological process as well with oxytocin, like the feel-good chemical, uh, which increases the trustworthiness of the speaker. Like, the data is there. We know that that information is there. The science is there but it has to be relevant and that's something that's really really important because you can not just start to tell this 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 story about this this unknown character in the middle of a conversation because the customer's going to start to think like like what is what is happening like where is this going how is this relevant to me like why why are you doing this so i had i had one customer for example this is a, probably a couple of years ago so we were talking about electronic electronic signatures and and acrobat and you know it was more of a digital document type of conversation and this was a person that was Really hoping that, in this case, for example, Adobe's sign solution, Acrobat Sign, was was going to solve. It was going to fix his life basically because they needed a, a solution and had to fix everything in the company. But clearly, what this person wanted was not available in in the product. And and after a bit of, di- a bit of digging, it was very clear that the fundamentals of of the issue he was he was trying trying to solve, the issue was not. Within an electronic signature solution, like the issue was was the actual basics of how they organized their IT and their systems and et cetera. And it it's not always difficult, but sometimes you know we just have to say, I'm sorry, this what you want in this case from Adobe is is not going to help you fix this problem. So we could have probably pushed through and and maybe you know, sell us a few licenses, whatever. But if that's not valuable within 12 months, whenever this person. Contract is up for renewal, or however you work in your company, that person is going to think like, "How much value did I get out of this?" And they're, you're going to lose that customer. So, so these quick gains, they they simply don't work. And because of that, once you simply say, "Let's stop the conversation here. Let's take a step back. How is this process engaged? Why why do you want this? How important is this?" And you you talk about like the broader scope of what what it is they can potentially achieve if they just first make a different investment for example in this case this was about document a document generation process Uh, i won't make it too technical and he kind of understood the story like oh if i do this first if i fix that first we can go back and have the initial conversation again with adobe and then we can kind of build on that and then we can actually have the success that we want and a lot more in the future and that's what happened so this person you know we basically said our goodbyes we ended the story there and a couple months later he pinged us and said hey we made the investment that you know you told us to do, and it seems to be paying off now. Let's have the conversation again, and we were able to talk about the future and and other things, and and how this is going to help him you know, grow grow his business and grow his department. And he was really happy, and he ended up you know signing a deal with us. He was he seemed really happy with that, and he was he was set for the for the future basically. So oh,
0: great because you've understood his his needs, you've you know, you've emotionally connected with what he's trying to achieve, and you've given. You focused on that rather than features and, and, and pure product.
1: Correct. That's it. And we basically told them not to, not to buy yet <laughs> because it was just too soon. It just did not make any sense at that stage. Mm. So, you know, we, we gave him advice on, on a different level.
0: So, Joachim, from your side, and I know you've been on the other side of the fence as well as a customer. Is there any examples that you'd like to share?
2: Yeah, for example, I had a, a real estate company which were renting out flats. And they had three thousand flats in their real estate uh, in, in total, and uh, they changed thousand of them each year. So you stayed more or less three years in in general, which I think is quite normal. And those three uh, those thousand uh, flats, they send out manually documents, and uh, so so. The, the person would sign them manually and and send them in and uh, that that real what that, and my question was okay what what's what does this this mean for you and she said that well 20% percent of those uh, agreements were never signed and sent back wow. and uh, and the, the reason for that when they called the the customer who would rent the flat for them fr- from them they said that, Well, regarding this uh, time, uh, which has passed, uh, I also applied for other flats in the same time. So I chosen another one. And what this means for uh, this real estate company is that 20% of all agreements that are are sending out are not been sent back, signed. And what, what this means also for this company is that they miss one month with income from those flats.
0: Mm. So what were you able to turn that round to? Take that full 20% through to to Signature? I I think
2: what we have seen afterwards is that those 20%, I mean, what they are doing today is that they are having the meeting with the end customer in Teams and they are sending the agreement directly in Teams. So most most of the agreements are signed directly. And I, I think they have lowered the uh, the lowered the non signed uh, agreements from twenty percent down to five.
0: Wow, I mean that, that's quite a productivity gain, isn't it, and an income gain. Um, yeah, when you very think much about so. the number of contracts that are being signed. And I think the the answer there, I guess, or the outcome there is is the obviously not only the increase in outcome as regards to, to revenue and, and rent, etc., but also their overall ability to offer a better service to the people that are actually renting uh, and and offering that better service to their customers to bring more and more customers on board. that that, that's a great story, Joachim, and I I think it clearly shows a great business outcome, as well as, I guess, for the individual that you were selling to, the emotional connection of what he can achieve, he or she can achieve, by actually using Usign as an e-signature solution along with Teams, to improve a daily activity with quite some substantial savings um, in the business.
2: Yeah, very much so.
0: Now, that's great. And I think there's you know, some great examples there from the, both of you around the, the value of business opportunity acceleration, increasing deal size, I guess, as well for potentially some of the specialists out there. You know, the example part that you gave is actually, OK, you've changed the conversation. You've emotionally connected. You've changed the conversation. You've done that discovery. And the outcome there is you've ended up with a a happier prospect, I guess a potential larger customer lifetime value with that prospect. And in your example, well, you know, you've you've probably brought forward and accelerated an opportunity with that customer by being able to show that outcome quickly by going through it in a storytelling approach to show them what the outcome and the value will be for them without talking about features and product. Just on just as we bring this session, I guess, to a close, just thinking, you know, may, maybe just in one or two bullet points each, those final tips. I mean, I've I've heard three or four key ones at least as we've gone through today, but just, just give me a, a quick couple each. Bart, let no, actually, Joachim, let me start with you on that actually. Just give yeah. me a couple of one liners on, on what you would say is something that Adobe specialist should should go away and do as an outcome.
2: Yeah, first of all, understand the industry that the yeah. end customer are in uh, and also understand what kind of person are you talking to. I mean, it's a very big difference depending on what kind of role they're having. Uh, third of all, uh, gain trust, show that you understand their point of view and the problems. And uh, number four, I would say add value. Uh, you you shouldn't sell anything if you can't create the value that yeah. this end customer needs.
0: Perfect, perfect. That value word is so important, and that's where the emotional connection comes in. No, no, yeah. no nicely put, Joachim. Thanks. But
1: I'm going to build on what uh, Joachim just said. So, uh, building on that value, so it's important just to understand what is the value to the customer, because what is valuable to me, or what I think is valuable to me, will might be different to the customer yeah. Absolutely. and um, ask why, and don't be afraid to take a step back and slow the process down. So as just a, using a, a matter of speaking here, so what if what if the solution is not rearranging the furniture in the house all the time? What if the solution is, the customer needs to buy a bigger house? Don't be afraid to have that conversation. They're genuinely looking at you for advice. Don't be afraid to give that advice, even if it means prolonging the deal, that's fine. Because in the end, you know, if you wanna keep this short and sweet, and if they don't renew your contract, if they don't want to sign, if you feel you're too pushy, if it's too salesy, that is not help. They're, they're reaching out for help. They're willing to pay for a service or a product. But in the end, they need to be helped. So don't be afraid to ask the questions, take a step back, ask why, uncover the value, and just tell them what they genuinely need.
0: And actually, I in my personal experience as well, prospects appreciate that. They appreciate that. You're not selling to them and just going in with a product capability message that you're taking that time to have that conversation and relate what you have to them personally and to what they need to achieve as an outcome in their role. So thank you both very much for your time and input today. Some great learnings there and experiences and and examples shared. I would just like to to finalise, I think, the podcast today with Bit of a call to action, I guess, for all the Adobe partner specialists that are listening about what you can go away and do now. Barton Rockham have shared a few examples of what they think are important, and absolutely creating that value, the industry relevance, etc., etc. But I'd like you to specifically go away and look at maybe some of the customer presentations that are coming up um, in the next months, or, or the webinars potentially that you're running, and think about how you can apply some of those techniques to what you're doing whether it's taking a step back, whether it's answering those discovery questions, whether it's looking at how you can make your prospect feel good about themselves and their ability to overcome the problem they have with what what you can offer because you're understanding their problem and you're relating to them as individuals and what they need to achieve. So by doing that, I think from what we've heard today, we can all feel confident that that will add real value in you being able to open up conversations build more value for your customers, hopefully grow deal size value and close more opportunities. And generally ongoing, where you might have master decks or scripts that you're using to engage prospects, go back and look at them and say, am I talking at the customer around product or am I building an emotional connection? Am I engaging and building that story with that customer and helping them to know, We are here to help them by understanding what they want to achieve. So that's my ask of today, everyone listening today. And again, thank you, Bart. Thank you, Joachim. And that's all I'd like to cover today. So thank you and speak to you all again very soon.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you.